0: Hello, welcome to the HVAC Tech Tips Podcast, presented to you by CE. My name is Jack Kaufman. I'm a Customer Assurance Manager here with CE. Disclaimer, all information in the HVAC Tech Tips Podcast is intended for licensed HVAC professionals. All electrical, mechanical, and plumbing work should be performed by licensed trade professionals only. This podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, welcome to HVAC Tech Tips Podcast. Today we have part three on the Duckless series with Brooks Whitson, and we're gonna be talking about maintenance on Duckless systems. And over to you, Brooks. Thanks, Jack.
1: So on our first uh, and second series of the Duckless podcast, we touched on the transformation of Duckless units throughout the years, um, proper sizing of them, and gave best practices for installation. So even when a unit was installed textbook perfect, it still requires routine maintenance. So I wanna talk about some maintenance tips and things to consider when going out on a ductless maintenance call. So the first thing you wanna do, it might sound a little bit funny, but you wanna check that the unit's fully operational. Uh, you don't wanna walk into a service call. You know, so just you know, turn on the system, baseline it, make sure it heats, make sure it cools, and just check normal operation. Uh, check that the outdoor units um, have good clearances outside so if it's the summertime you want to make sure that you know any type of vegetation growing around the unit it's not restricting any airflow make sure that you there's not uh, too much sediment at the bottom of the unit so especially in the wintertime if it's a heat pump you want to make sure that water that collects at the bottom can actually drain out of it um, so outside you want to look at Electrical connections, so that can include your disconnects. Make sure the wires uh, size properly Uh, It's the right size right type Uh, breaker size properly Uh, If you got a fusible disconnect um, You know check your fuses for you know a lot of times I would find more fuses could actually slide in the the, their actual retainer clips Um, and you know just that loose connection can cause uh, it to overheat so um, and you know, just check uh, for things like that. You know, measure your incoming voltage, uh, the amperage uh, of, your, of all your motors, so your fan motors, compressor, amp those. Inspect your fan motor outside for wear, you wanna check it for end play, uh, and also just make sure the set screw is tight on the, uh, on the outdoor fan. Visually inspect for refrigerant leaks. Uh, A lot of times if you have a leak, you'll see oil or uh, residual oil. A lot of times where oil likes to lay on piping or um, the coils, you'll see dirt. So that doesn't 100% mean that you have a leak, but a lot of times where dirt attracts could be oil and that may be a leak. So that's just something to kind of keep an eye out for you know, visually inspect inside your unit for any type of piping rub out. So if your piping's touching the cabinetry um, or other pipes by, uh, you know, by vibration over time, um, you know, those that pipe can chafe against another hard object and actually, you know, completely rub through like a piece of sandpaper uh, and, you know, eventually will cause a leak. So that's something you, you can prevent. So when you're baselining uh, your inspection, You wanna record your outside temperature, you know, what operation mode you're there to check. So if it's summertime, is it 91 degrees outside, it's cool mode. Um, When you go inside, inspect your wall control or your handheld remote, your your remote, your handheld remote. So a lot of times I would open up the back of the remote, you know, check that the batteries are fresh, make sure you don't have corrosion on the actual battery springs uh, or the terminals. And one of the most important things is anytime you have a wall control or you have a handheld remote, anytime you give a signal to a ductless unit inside, that indoor control board, with most manufacturers, uh, whenever you push any button, that indoor control board should actually give you a confirmation beep. You should hear a beep noise whenever you make any adjustment on a wall control or handheld remote. So with your indoor unit, make sure that all your electrical connections are tight uh, on your indoor board, um, at least your, your you know, supply power uh, and your communication wiring. And if you have a, if you have a wall control, it's, it's a good idea to ensure that the actual, um, the wiring uh, hole or penetration behind the, the wall control, make sure that that's actually sealed well so you don't have any type of um, unwanted uh, air infiltration or draft that could make the system overshoot or undershoot. So, uh, when the set temperature is uh, lowered more than 3 degrees in the cooling mode, you should have, and this is with most manufacturers, you should have about a 20 to 30 degree temperature drop through the indoor coil. Now, when you do that, you want to have the fan speed set to high. So, to kind of baseline the system, you want to set the fan speeds to high, turn the temperature in, in the summertime, turn the AC down uh, on the remote or wall control more than three degrees and put your fan speed to high, and that will run your um, system at a higher frequency or a higher uh, speed. When you raise the set temperature more than three degrees in heating mode, uh, so when you're baselining the heating charge, uh, you should turn the fan speed to high and increase your temperature more than three degrees and you're looking for roughly about a 30 to 40 degree temperature rise. So in air conditioning ideally a 20 to 30 degree split it's kind of a rough rule of thumb and the heating mode roughly about a 30 to 40 degree temperature rise. Now you also have to keep in mind uh, with those kind of and I'm doing air quotations <laughs> nobody can see it right now baselining refrigerant charge it's exactly what it is. We're baselining. It is, it is an uh, educated guess. Um, there's a lot of manufacturers out there. Some will actually give you a specific superheat maybe that you can try the dial to dial the charge in. I can tell you this, 100% of manufacturers, the most accurate way to get the charge right on the ductless unit is the weigh-in method, 100%. So, but on a maintenance job, if you just want to see, okay, to my best ability, I'm not going to come out and pull the charge on this system, but if I'm in cooling mode between 20 and 30 degrees, or if I'm in heating mode between 30 and 40 degrees, of a, you know, and I have a temperature rise of that heating mode, um, I know that for the most part, if it's maintaining temperature for my customer, if I'm within my design temperatures of this system, and I know it's, it's probably adequately charged, okay? But if I had any reservations of the charge, you know, all ductless manufacturers, they're gonna agree to pull the charge and weigh it and compare it to what you should have. Um, now, those temperatures I kind of gave uh, everyone, you know, that's in normal conditions also. So let's say that your outside unit's only rated for zero degrees um, for it's, uh, you know, uh, it's rated at a certain capacity, we'll say 20,000 BTUs at zero degrees outside, okay? Well, we're not going to get the that 30 to 40 degree temperature rise at negative 10 degrees outside, okay? So um, same with air conditioning. You know, if it's 120 degrees outside and the inside temperature is 85 degrees, we're not going to get a, a 20 to 30 degree temperature drop guaranteed. So, you know, we just have to make sure that our... Outside and inside temperatures are within our design criteria, and, and we can kind of, you know, we can kind of uh, roll with those, uh, you know, general rules of thumb or, you know, uh, the 20 to 30 degree split in cooling and then the 30, 40 degree in uh, heating temperature rise. So <clears throat> now with the inside unit, you can still measure your incoming voltage uh, and your, uh, your, your fan motor amp draw. Uh, inspect the blower wheel especially for dirt Uh, a lot of times it's easy for dirt to accumulate uh, on the wheel you'd be surprised uh, you know how many high wall units I've seen out there where uh, the filters look pretty clean and even those can be deceiving if you open if you open up a a high wall um, usually the face it could look clean but it's the top that draws in the air so usually the top of the filters is what gets dirty so you really want to pull them completely out but the wheel, even with a, uh, maintaining the filters, um, just by design, most manufacturers, the wheels can still get an accumulation of dirt. So you really need to pay attention to that. And it's important that you don't let too much, uh, too much dust accumulate on those wheels because that, that can take motors out eventually. But <clears throat> inspect for dirt, look for end play on the actual uh, motor shaft, You know, look for um, any broken or cracked vanes. So see if, if the wheel's a little bit out of balance. So you can test your mechanical louvers and air vanes for proper operation on the units that you can redirect the airflow in certain directions. So just make sure that that's a simple function. Usually you can use it the remote to do that. Um, even on the indoor unit, you can still do a visual inspection uh, for you know, leaks or refrigerant rub you know, I, I'm gonna say consult your company's policies on how far you dig into the maintenance job. Um, you always wanna follow their guidelines. These are tips that you can do. You just wanna, you know, make sure that your company's okay with them. Um, <clears throat> but look for rub-outs on the indoor unit. Uh, you know, a lot of times you can, you know, if, if a coil has a leak, not 100%, but a lot of times it, it almost had the coil sometimes can discolor. And that's not a hundred percent guarantee, but i found a lot of leaks often that had discolorment around the coil or the uh, the leak site. So that's just something just to you know kind of keep in your mind. You know, if you're not doing that on a maintenance, let's say you're doing a leak search with an electronic leak detector, sometimes you want to key in on that. You know, it's not a guarantee, but that's one thing, one area to maybe concentrate a little bit. And if you don't find anything, move on to the to the next area so with the the drain with the inside drain you want to obviously we want to clear the drain Um, it depends on uh, really what type of unit you have you know if you have a high wall unit you know you might be able to use a shop back to vacuum out the drain Um, you know with the drain pan itself you're going to want to you know stay on top of the dirt and any type of microbial growth, uh, any algae growth inside that drain pan. So any type of uh, drain treatment would be great. Any like pan treatment um, is great for uh, many split drains. Um, you know, and also a lot of times, not all units kind of going back to high wall, just cause they're probably the most common, but a lot of times uh, most manufacturers don't have standard water safeties on them. So if the drain did back up, you know, for some reason, Let's say that the, the let's say that the corrugated drain tubing and I've seen this a bunch. The, the the drain tubing was ran outside and the drain tubing's laying on the ground, okay? No problems with that. But now it's springtime and maybe um the homeowner's getting some uh, you know yard improvement done and there's some landscapers and they're putting mulch and they cover the drain, okay? Well it's easy for that water then to back up and you know, so that that's one thing to consider. So, and always test with water. I'm a big believer in testing with water. Um, and a lot of people don't know this, but with the high wall unit, you have the lower drain pan, but you also have, there's an upper coil to most high walls. So if you remove your air filters on those, you can carefully pour water in the upper track and not a lot, okay? And that water that comes off the upper coil actually will channel around Um, So where the fan, uh, your fan or blower wheel actually has two shafts, okay? The one shaft is going to go into a bearing. Underneath that bearing is like a miniature drain track for the water to divert and follow, and then that actually will go into the main drain pan. So um, it's actually not a bad idea to test your drain from that area to make sure that everything's going to drain. So I actually had one that in the field where that actually... That little part underneath the um, the bearing, you know. So the upper track, I would go out, pour water in the drain pan, and it would drain fine. Couldn't find it, and eventually I found that if I poured water in the top, it started to drip because there was a little piece of dirt clogging that that drain track under that bearing. So, so not a bad idea. Um, <clears throat> let's go back to penetrations here. So with the indoor units, make sure that your, uh, your holes are sealed. So if it's like a floor console or a high wall, we're not getting any unwanted draft, rodents, water intrusion, air intrusion. You know, that air intrusion is gonna mess up our unit operation. You might have some temperature swing in that room that could be prevented potentially. Now, as far as uh, your coils go, and this is, you know, consult your company's policies once again, um, you know, you know, washing the coils, the air filters, you can do it with hot water, you can just do it with standard, um, you know, ambient temperature water on a garden hose outside. Um, now, it d- depends on, uh, you know, the severity of like your indoor coil, there's a lot of different options out there. There's uh, manufacturers that have bibs that collect uh, and channel all your gunk from washing your indoor unit channel into a bucket, Um, that's pretty neat. Would recommend, you know, know, if you're doing a high wall, really any type of cleaning that you do, um, it would be a good idea to have some sort of drop cloth or something kind of catching any type of debris there. Um, You know, it can can get messy if if you're not careful. Um, So going back to the maintenance, uh, You should always do a you know a baseline before your check. So before you even do the inspection, maybe do a baseline um, your temperature differential in the system. And let's say that you can you can already tell. Okay, uh, I can already see that the outside coil or inside coil needs attention or the blower wheel. You can do a baseline kind of before and after. Um, you know, and you can kind of show your customer, you know, the, the difference and, and you know how much are better or efficient the system's working, um, and really kind of show them the value. Um, you know, I remember that kind of there there is kind of a misconception out there of, uh, or at least that I've ran into a couple of times. Not saying with everybody that there's not a lot to to do on a ductless maintenance and. I mean, I I really do disagree with that. It's just, I think what it is, it's, uh, for a lot of technicians, it's maybe a newer piece of equipment that you might be working on. You know, it's different, but it's really, a ductless unit is very similar to just a conventional residential system. Um, You know, there might be some design characteristics that are different, but with the refrigeration process, you know, we still need to move that air efficiently Um, We still need an adequate refrigerant charge in the system. We still need good electrical power supply, good connections, Um, you know, so, you know, there's just as much. Uh, Now, I will say this, I didn't touch on, and I apologize, I didn't touch on, uh, you know, refrigerant charge um, as much, Um, you know, I did a little bit, but, you know, most manufacturers will recommend not putting your gauges on because you will potentially remove refrigerant whenever you put your gauges on. It might take uh, less than an ounce or possibly an ounce or so by disconnecting your gauges. That's why we recommend kind of the temperature difference method that I listed before. Um, So just wanted to kind of
0: retouch on that.
1: Well, Jack, do you have any other maintenance tips for the listeners, anything I missed?
0: Yeah, one one thing I could recommend is you know, guys, when you show up to that the homeowner's house or whether it's commercial building or whatever the site, um, it, it's a good idea to get in the habit to you know ask your customer, do they have any uh, complaints or concerns? How's the system been running? Um, if in a ductless application, if you were to get a complaint of the overshooting or undershooting a temperature, you may want to explain the follow me function um, within the thermos, room thermostat or the remote. Um, when you use follow me, you're actually sensing at those devices whichever one you're using um, Opposed to the thermistors at the the unit So and that's something if you do have the complaint you could try putting it in follow me and see if that resolves the issue um, One other thing is, you know, take the time to clean the units um, Maybe use some spray nine, some simple green, you know, wipe the units down clean them best that you can even on an outdoor unit I used to actually wax the outdoor units um, it keeps them looking shiny and nice and especially in your older equipment when the the paint starts to fade um, I even went as far as uh, some DuPont number no. seven rubbing compound to, to bring the color back, you know back and uh, bring You know life back to the unit um, You know you got to remember your customers can't see everything you're doing inside this thing and with the wiring and everything so it's it's a really good idea for perceived value to that customer um, that they had a really uh, you know, good maintenance done on their equipment. So, But that's all I have. you have anything else, Brooks? No, I think
1: we touched, touched on most of the items uh, with the maintenance.
0: All right, well, guys, well, thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to contact us for anything, we can be reached at cma.techtips at com. And I uh, look forward to the fourth and final episode of the Douglas Podcast Series here to come. Thank you. Yep, thanks.